Do you know what today is? It's our first ad read. Advertising. You are right. We want to shout out up top our first sponsor, Black Oak TV. Do you sometimes want to watch what reflects your own life and experiences? That's why you should subscribe to Black Oak TV. It's a Black-owned streaming service focused on giving Black viewers the content they want and can relate to. Oh, and y'all want to know the best part about this whole service? There's new content every single week. Every week. And you can get 25% off right now using code CHITLIN, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N, at blackoak.com. TV slash Chitlin. So for all of y'all endlessly scrolling on them big apps, y'all ain't going to find what you're looking for because what you're mm-hmm. looking for is for us, by us. Go on over to Black Oak TV. Call me once. Call me now. Lady Bethune, you're on the air. Hi, Lady Bethune. My name is Trisha. And I'm calling to find out, will I have a man on Valentine's Day? Oh, honey, honey, you need to go out there and ask that man. Ask him who you want to be. Tell him Lady Bethune sent you. Call me all. Call me now. You're on the air. (laughs) I was cool till you got to the air. That's not bad. That's you. You brought it in. I, I Thank like that. you. Thank you. I took inspiration from some of my favorite uh, TV pers- TV characters who had radio episodes. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, we can go through those later because I do want to mention them all. Yes, we absolutely will. And yeah. honestly, you know, if you were the scamming like Miss Cleo of like the nineties, you could have got by with that Caribbean accent. It wasn't good, but it was good enough. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think yeah. I would have had the hotlines blowing up. Thank you. Okay. I always I thought I could do sold it. it. Oh. <laughs> well, that most certainly relates. Now, Sydney, I'm going to need you to tell us, tell everybody listening, you know, we season three, we, we back fresh on the new chilling circuit. What did we watch this week? Boop, boop, boop. Stand on oh. theme. Uh, <laughs> this week, episode one, season three of the new Chitlin Circuit is opening up with Real Talk, released in 2021, directed and written by Preston A. Whitmore II, starring Jasmine Carmichael, Michael Beach, London Brown, Macy Gray, and Malcolm David Kelly. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to season three of the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to black indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And every week we review a black independent film. Why we do that? Because we love them. Period. All right, y'all. We got to because we're starting off with a fresh slate. Uh, For all of our fans of the show and loyal listeners, you know we're about to get into our 60-second challenge. For any new listeners out there, this challenge is is built 
for Alexis to explain the plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less. If she doesn't reach that 60 second mark, think about Family Feud. After that third strike, man, she's out of here. I lose my job here. (laughs) Yes. Effective immediately. Uh, (laughs) Before we get into that, I just want to shout out uh, the sponsor for this week's show. Uh, This week's segment is sponsored by the Waitress from the Coffee House on 39th and Lenox. Uh, Thank you for calling in, girl. We appreciate you. Um, Sydney, please. All right. (laughs) This episode is really about the power of the of the landline. <laughs> it is. It is of the landline call and what it's meant to me. And hopefully you are listening and you picked up on that and you will even further once we get into this movie. But I'm going to stop, mm-hmm. you know, hesitating cuz I know Alexis has her 60 seconds down, I hope. I hope, I hope and so. I pray cuz that would be embarrassing. This episode Yeah, one. I'm not going to open up the season with no eh, nah. Yeah, nah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Okay, I got my timer ready. Let's go. All right, so we out in L.A., I do believe, and there's a radio personality, Dominique the Dame, who mm-hmm. does, she does nighttime radio. So she takes a lot of calls. Think like Angela, Angela Yee's lip service meets mm. dear white people. Um, she takes a lot of calls. She has a very diverse audience, and she's listening to callers, but this one girl calls in absolute distress. She's in crisis. And Dominique's IRL, like it, Dominique's boyfriend, cheating on her, and, and she's trying to figure that out. And, and also, she's the mentee of Loretta Divine, who is <laughs> who comes to help and save the day. And in the midst of this one crazy night taking calls on the radio, she gets into a fight. She finds out she might have herpes. Uh, she leaves her boyfriend and she saves a girl's life. And that's real, real talk. All right. Up to Ooh. up to the last second, literally. Oh. So but I did we good? Get a, yeah, we got a ding. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happened in this movie. And now that we mm-hmm. have a good idea of, of what happened, let's get on into our general thoughts on real talk. Now, before we get into our review of real talk, we want to take a second to say thank you to all our loyal listeners and y'all new listeners out there for showing us much love at the end of season two and for patiently waiting on this new shit we got right here. We love when you guys leave your thoughts and comments about the movies to us on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts is what we're always looking for. Like commenter Boy Don last year who said, Sid and Lex are so funny and give really astute film reviews and gave us a five-star review. Always on point is what they say. We love that. So let's get into the review. So Sydney, how do you feel about real talk? This movie was quite the wild ride, uh, to put it simply. Um, I think we both knew from the trailer because we watched it beforehand that it would be a lot, but I mm-hmm. didn't expect so many twists and turns within the movie. And it's all happening really within just a few different locations. It's just mostly Dom in the radio booth. And then we kind of get to see the setting of the callers and listeners, which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Um, now, a lot of the topics discussed, I didn't really 
not that I didn't care for them, but I decided it was kind of forced. Like they're trying to like yeah. clearly make a point about some of the the callers calling in, and you got the the conservative racist, you got uh, somebody calling about legalization of prostitution, you got a suicide <laughs> it's caller. The issues, the hot. <laughs> it's your, it's all the hot buttons. It's, it was all the buzzwords. <laughs> so I wonder if that was the choice. By the writer, like they were just really passionate about all of these and wanted to get some some thoughts out there from the viewers. Um, you know, I love a Loretta Divine cameo in any way, oh, yeah. shape, or form. So I love that. Uh, but so I'm excited to talk more about about this movie. It took us on a wild journey. So, and I'm not mad about that. It kept me it kept me in for the for the entire 90 minutes. How did yeah. you feel? <laughs> I have a couple of thoughts. First thing, this is the first ever. Are you listening, listener, homegirl? Mm. This is the first time this ever happened, you know, for me on this show. I did not write down one single note from this movie. And oh, I watched this is it days fun. ago. Do you want to know why I didn't write down one single note? Please share. I remember every single thing that happened in this movie <laughs> because it was so wild. It was. I would... <laughs> very few movies we review here and we've reviewed what 80 something movies very few actually make me holler this one yeah. did, uh <laughs> i you said there were a lot of twists and turns i would say because i don't feel like the plot kept twisting or turning i feel like the 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 the, the plot and the action in the movie was like a car that just kept going faster and faster and then mm. kept running into like like driving through fences. <laughs> like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you run running from yes. the cops. So you just yes. gotta drive through so, whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't that it it was turning and like uh twisting for me. It was more like yeah. it kept like it'll it, it like drove through somebody's garage mm. <laughs> and then like smashed through a wall yep. and then like Dukes of Hazard like <laughs> drives off a ramp. <laughs> yep. And yep. still keeps going. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> and you know what? That I think that'll be the perfect like segue into the opening scene of this movie because yes. <laughs> yes. that's good. This was a wild ride. Put your yeah. seatbelt on, girl. We just gonna get into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's my thoughts. <laughs> I like. I'm glad you didn't have any notes. Um, yeah. I, I usually don't have many notes. I try and yeah. go off the dome uh, most times. So this this is gonna mm -hmm. be interesting because you always take very like copious notes when we watch. I take movies. detailed notes, and I yeah. I notepad empty for this one. Yeah. Um, okay. The one thing I do want to say is this was released last year in 2021. So. This, I feel like, was a creative way to, I don't know if it was on purpose, but it's a mm -hmm. pretty, it's a more COVID-safe, like, storyline because they don't do a lot of moving That's locations true. and it's not a lot of actors uh, being in confined rooms together other than the three yeah. who were in the room for the most part. Um, and that's creative. Like, that's it's true. a creative it way yeah. to still tell a story. And even they're separated for the most part for the entire movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. I don't know. I'd love to hear from the filmmaker, like about the making of it. Was it like, you know, was that, uh, COVID in mind, like the consciousness of, mm -hmm. of trying to produce a film in this environment or was it mm -hmm. just already what the story was? Yeah. Right. Well, now that y'all got your seatbelt on, let's get into some of these scenes. You should add a for the transition oh, there. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like we mentioned up top, this episode is sponsored by Black Oak TV, a Black-owned streaming service giving Black viewers Black shows and Black content that they want to see. Did I mention Black? (laughs) Black Oak TV makes it easy for you to find the best of Black indie content online. And with our code Chitlin, you get 25% off right now. Ain't no need to wait. Go to blackoaktv.com slash chitlin. C-H-I-T-L-I-N. So the movie opens up um, with Dominique. She's cruising. She is mm-hmm. just living the high life. She is cruising down the, the, the streets. It's California, right? Yeah, they're in L.A., I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right? I thought yeah. so. It, some parts of it were giving me, like, I, I thought we were in Vegas or something. Of course, not on the strip, but it looked like how, like, mm. regular. Kind of like Vegas high life, stuff. very flashy. Yeah. yeah. A little blitzy, a little that. deserty. Yeah. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was LA. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> she takes a long drive at night until she finally arrives at the studio. But before walking in, she's, she receives what we hear as the audience uh, it's recognizes as a sex tape of some mm-hmm. woman moaning out Robert. Now, from mm-hmm. that minute, I knew Robert was her man and wasn't yep. supposed to be with that woman in that video. Not at all. I want to just shout out quickly uh, for this opening scene, the music supervisor for this film. Mm. Um, this is the first time I've heard this song play anywhere outside of in my own personal speakers or like hearing uh, the artist of this actually post it. Um, so shout out to them. I'm going to get their name, actually, because I want I want to really give them a big shout out music by Chris Paltry. Shout out mm. to you. Um, and that song that was playing was, uh, by the one and only Miss Kiki keep a bag Palmer at the beginning <laughs> of this film. So just round of applause, only, Chris. Only you would have <laughs> caught that. I, I remember the song and I was like, Oh, this is an original. Cause we watch a lot of indie. So we hear a lot of music that was made specifically for that indie. And I thought it mm-hmm. was that, but it was Miss no, Palmer. That was Miss Palmer. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, wow. Always getting the check. Always. Like, always. Li- literally always in her bag. So, I I, I aspire. Like, yeah. literally. <laughs> Kiki, if you're listening, come on the show, girl. We have such a good time with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what, to, what I would say to Kiki Palmer because I'm confused about whether I want to be her, be her friend, <laughs> or, like, marry her. I don't know which one. <laughs> I'm very confused. Well, I know. I want to be besties, Kiki. So if you Yo, just want to come on the show, <laughs> give me some more time to think on it, Miss Palmer. Yeah, I was gonna say my intentions are clear. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, she's rolling down the boulevard uh, to this Kiki Palmer song, apparently, and she receives that sex tape. And she now, what we can tell immediately about mm-hmm. Dominique the Dame, she has this intro that kind of feels like um, it's just a bad bitch type of lifestyle she's living. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so she receives that. She watches it again and just puts the phone back in her pocketbook and says, I got work to do, honey. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. She logs right on in. She has a DJ named Rocket, uh, who is a, you know, a nice DJ. She's a lady. And her, I guess, co-producer, co-host kind of. He's uh, like Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Like when Wendy and Charlemagne work together, he's like that. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't talk as much as she does on the show, but he's there. He has a mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sits down and starts with kind of like a rant. Now, here's what I want to say. This is not a note on the film. The most, I have a negative thing to say that's not about the making of the film. Okay. 
this is a radio show I would hate. Yes. <laughs> this Same. is content that, you know how, um, you know, TV places don't do this because they don't care, but radio, podcasting, uh, YouTube, like video, online video content in any capacity. Mm-hmm. About once a year, they'll send out a survey or ask, like, what do you think of us? Let us know. You know, we put up this survey monkey thing. This right. is a show that I would listen to once and say, oh, hate it. And receive that survey months after listening to it and actually yeah. go fill it out to let them know <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. This, the episode that Dominique produced this movie would for sure put me on the hate side of this show. I... Yeah. Would yeah. be up for whatever reason late at night listening to the radio for yeah. God knows why. And Let's after just taking a drive this, at night. Uh, right. Drive at night. Is my Bluetooth not working? That's why I'm ta- I'm having a Bluetooth malfunction. So I have to Matter listen fact, to the radio. You you went really, really far. This is the situation in which you're listening to this radio show. You mm-hmm. went really, really far. Let's say you live in LA, right? And you live okay. in Ladera Heights. And yep. you let your friend talk you into going to a party. On the east side. Now, she, okay. she, she, she it's a nice place on the other side of Silver Lake. It's real nice. But your friend mm-hmm. got too drunk, and now you got to take an Uber back. And this is what the Uber mm-hmm. driver's playing, and it's nighttime. Oh, kill me now, because I'm already in Uber, <laughs> <laughs> all the way to going back to the other side From of town. From Silver Lake to, yeah, to so. And now I got to listen to these callers and Dominique the Dame for yeah. the next oh. Yeah, I would yeah. never listen to this show ever. I would, I mean, that I'd be a troll on like the internet. Yeah. I'm just gonna hate tweet this show every chance I get. I would I hate couldn't. tweet this. I would, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so really the show's would. not good. Let me explain to you, listener, homegirl, <clears throat> the premise of Dominique the Dame's nightly radio show. Um, so it's part, um, Okay, the dear white people aspect of it, if you watch that, where there's mm-hmm. a, you know, the radio host, the MC, is giving these long rants, very well formatted, very tightly written uh, manifestos uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> about their beliefs, you know, um, that sound very like if anybody listening was on Tumblr in 2012, sounds like that. Um, yeah, that's accurate. That's most of the show. But then sometimes she'll just randomly be moaning to make mm-hmm. a point in your ear. That's <laughs> like, where the, you're right. That's where Angela Yee's lip service comes through. Because uh, yeah. that show was filthy. But that show was gross. It had my and ear. <laughs> it had my point. ear. Uh, that's a deep cut. Let's first deep that's, cut of the season. <laughs> let's do it. Somebody please make it make it make it make sense. Cause I know. A lot of you girls listening, mm-hmm. was, y'all grew up in the church and y'all followed the rules and y'all wasn't on YouTube in 2010 <laughs> and uh, in, yep. in 2009 and stuff, uh, trying to find uh, grown stuff to listen to. Right. So I'm going to tell y'all what we're talking about right now. We'll give well, y'all actually, the inside scoop. Sydney could explain it way better than I can. <laughs> And and I think so. She's actually since revamped uh, lip service. It's now a podcast. Funny, funny oh, enough. Hate it. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim Jones was just on there talking about how his mama taught him how to kiss. Uh, not something different. Ew. Anyway, what I know. <laughs> Ew. Let's stay on track. Anyway, let's let's stay on track. 
Angela Yee's Lip Service was a Sirius XM radio show. This was the first time I learned that one, you could curse on the radio. Cause I didn't know you could cuss. That wasn't that's not a rule on like regular FM radio that you cannot do that. But on Sirius mm-hmm. XM, you can say whatever you want because you pay a subscription to listen yeah. to these exclusive radio shows. Angela Yee. Uh, would have lots of different celebrities come on the show. And I mean, ranging from people like Solange was on lip service at one point. Trey Songs was on lip service. Frequently. He was on a Frequently. lot of episodes. Yeah, so. he was. Uh, the one I remember the most was uh, Don and Q, because I was a fan of them when I was a little yeah. uh, 13, 14-year-old. Uh, so mm-hmm. she would have these celebrities come on the show and actively talk about and i mean in explicit detail about their sex lives and they would all give her the juicy details and i mean openly spill whatever they had to say and she asked them everything you know what was my favorite episode and then we'll jump out of the cut when you're ready please share the Nicki minaj episode uh, that was good (laughs) loved it how could i forget Nicki's episode it was so gross, the stuff they'd be talking about. And I would just watch those episodes all the time. And that is, there are some aspects of Dominique the Dame show that remind me of that. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, yeah. so we, we can end the cut there. Yeah, that's your deep cut. Go look that up, listen to Homegirl, after you finish the show. After you finish yeah. this one. Finish what you got. Yeah. And then go watch that. Then go, go search <laughs> Miss Yee. <laughs> Okay, back to it, back to it. So now that you have an idea of what this radio show is, um, she takes a caller, and who was the first caller? Was it was it Rick the Republican? Yes, he was the very first with the um, Confederate flag on his Uber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this white guy calls now. Dominique the Dame's show, Real Talk, is the name of the show. It mm-hmm. probably has the most diverse listener base i have ever seen and now it might just be because i'm from atlanta and don't know white people listen to miss shanika on v103 (laughs) i I don't think do white people listen to v103 do i don't think they i don't think so what white person is being dropped off to frank and wanda in the morning in the morning I don't think so. I don't think no. White or Steve kids Harvey. A white kids no. getting dropped out. If you white listen to this show, let let us know. Let us know if you listen to Steve Harvey in the morning with your mom or dad in the car. I want to know. And he's like, Doubt and she's it. like, if you heard and that she, in the she, morning, you crazy nigga. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she is this super diverse listener base. Um, she is really a transcendent race in this town. Yeah. And Rick, the Republican, calls in. Now, the prompt, ladies and gentlemen, for callers to call in is Valentine's Day. And Black History Month. Those are the two things. She needed, I blame the producer of her show. Yeah. That's not tight enough. Yeah. (laughs) That is not a tight enough, like, story for tonight. Yeah. (laughs) That's too broad. Because wasn't Rocket controlling the uh, the call boards? She was just letting anybody call yeah. in and so <laughs> get on the line this is this is how it worked this is and this is the setup for the rest of the movie rocket is the dj like the disc jockey who's putting on the records and also moderating the calls so she gets to mm-hmm. the phone call when people call in she's like what do you want to say and she decides who gets through seems like she just stopped doing that part of the job halfway through the movie 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Because she was disgruntled with her work. She wasn't satisfied working there. Mm-hmm. And then Dominique, the dame, gets the call. So Rick calls to complain about like affirmative action and <sighs> the N-word. And yeah. Then we just get this rant from Dominique, which is, I don't find, like, I don't know why we're spending time on this. It wasn't very, it wasn't astounding. Um, that's, that's yeah. when I got, that's when I get to the point I go, okay, what are these, like, what are these topics we're about to get into in yeah. this movie? Like, what is, are we going to get kind of preachy with her or yes. like, and we do, cause she does get kind of preachy. And then I just go, okay, girl, just give me yeah. the drama. Let's, let's get to the calls. Give me the drama. Yeah. And the issue, because this is where it's kind of dear white people-ish, where like the rant she gave, uh, first off, all of the rants, shout out to the actress. I think she delivered very well. And yeah. all of the rants were well written, like succinct, and they had snap and zip. And mm-hmm. they would have, this one in particular about the N-word, would have been like a great gift set on Tumblr in like 2012. <laughs> because that, like the filmscape and the mediascape in general, what we needed back then, you know, a decade yeah. ago, was uh like a, a black lady on screen <clears throat> s- sticking it to him, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> like right, right. some white man down. <laughs> but now what's revolutionary is not that. What's revolutionary is if she had got that call and said, boy, get the fuck off my phone. Right. All right, bye. <laughs> Click. <Wait>. Next. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next <Like>. color. <laughs> you know, just the, yeah. the tide has shifted and like we no longer are very um culturally needing to because what it was giving that. was like do you remember when oprah had jay-z on her mm-hmm. show for like he was the first rapper surprisingly to actually not surprising to be on oprah Winfrey show most of her viewers were white women so i'm not surprised by that but anyway mm-hmm. um and they get into the whole topic on why uh, in hip-hop music uh rappers use uh rappers say nigga and yeah. jay-z went to the but that was like 2009 like yeah. that was a very we, long we time did that ago. Yeah. Yeah, those questions, uh, why why can black people say the N-word? Or if that was you know what that reminds me of back when people used to use round tables all the time about Ooh. is hip hop dead? Stuff like that. Right. Like, right, right, right. I'm so glad we're past that. <laughs> that shit was annoying. <laughs> I'm glad we as a culture, this is just slightly off topic, but I'm so glad we as a culture generally. We've mm-hmm. started healing ever since we stopped going to Talib Kweli for answers on stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got him out of here. Is he st- yeah. yeah. Is he still around making noise? No. So Good. That just reminded me of that type of area. It wasn't that bad. Once again, the actress was good, and she. It, I was still in it. Um, yeah, yeah. That call is over. And then we get a, we get a call. She gets a call from like a... A creep. We know, we don't see him on cam. Yeah, There's it was like the opening guy. monologue of Lil Kim's uh, debut album. She get a call from a dude in jail, and yeah. it's, it was like that for just to give context to the, to yeah. the listeners. <laughs> the the yeah. caller calls in, and he's just being kind of gross and nasty. But she ends up like, I don't. The thing is, on a radio show, when somebody calls with a problem or being crazy. Um, mm-hmm. the host doesn't typically do this much talking, like ranting yeah. like this. Like, um, they, they, they let the, the caller talk and try and fish out, you know, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But Dominique mm-hmm. is like, what's up with you? And then lets the person say a sentence or two and then rants. And then lets them have it. I mean, just yeah. like, let them have it. 
Like, that's not entertaining. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would never listen to her show. <laughs> like, Yeah. So, my now the one caller I do want to... Now, little nugget here. She gets a caller. She gets a caller who's like a huge fan of hers, who is pretty much mm-hmm. a stalker. Uh, it's yeah. a, a woman who is... Uh, we see her in like lingerie land on the bed calling mm-hmm. her. Uh, and she later comes back around. <laughs> We'll get to that. That's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Which that you're was mentioning. definitely my favorite scene. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, we, there's no reason to go in order. So, what happens yeah. later is this listener, after Dominique says, girl, I got enough stalkers, and hangs up on her, uh, the listener comes back at the like third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. When we chill in, Dominique takes a bathroom break. And this girl comes in and tries to suffocate her with a grocery bag. <laughs> Paper bag of all <laughs> And she was dragging Dominique's ass for yeah. a good three, and four minutes. You know what I was thinking? Because I yelled. I said, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I was thinking? When she dragged her out of the bathroom, they in the hallway, tussling, I said to myself, I put on, I put on a movie about a radio show. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, somehow, somebody had to coordinate this fight, Sydney. Like, yes. Co- choreograph. Fight this yes. fight scene. Like, what was the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was... Who was holy... over stunts? They deserve a shout out. It was Michelle Lee. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Lee. Lee was the stunt coordinator. Shout uh, out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> it was wholly unnecessary. But, like, yeah. I loved it. And it was good. They Those it girls did that in heels. It was just like um, when Queen Latifah had to beat that white girl ass and bring her down Ooh, the house. Yes. Remember it that? It was like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ta- girl was talking about some, I do Tabo three times a week. And then Queen Latifah, this is from whooping ass in the projects every day of my life. And she got with homegirl. You reference this movie one in every four episodes. I love that movie. I'll write Peter Betty White. She was in that film as well. I yeah. think I heard Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. So we get yeah. a, another great choreographed fight scene, much like the one in that movie. Um yeah. and afterwards, Dominique, you know, bests this woman um yep. mm-hmm. and stands over her and says something along the lines of like, I'm Dominique the Dame. Dame. Bitch. Remember me, bitch. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point of the at that point of the movie, that is <laughs> when. And mind you, we're like an hour in. The whole yep. time I've been sitting at the edge of my couch, like, yep. trying to keep up with this. That point in the movie, I was like, okay, are we having a little fun here? <laughs> I think so. I think because we- <laughs> why else would that be written into a, like a movie? That just seems like something fun to write and fun yeah. to shoot. Like let's just yeah. let's throw a fight scene in there. <laughs> Dominique the Day. This would be a good TV show. Like I'm thinking about it. Like Murder She Wrote, where like mm. it's just this bad bitch doing like handling her business, doing what she wants, and then she just uh-huh. either like solving crimes or like helping people. Like randomly, I think that I would be see good because Dominique the Dame that. is so over the top. This, this character is, <laughs> bitch. Remember yeah. me. <laughs> remember me, bitch. That was like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and then the 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 co-host comes out and says, "Security," and they Security. right there. <laughs> Y'all heard them tussling, and it was a loud ass tussle. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> all... <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
what? So, yeah, she has a stalker. So that's one thing that happens in this movie. Now, I want to get to the Robert subplot. That's what yes. I want to talk about. That's what I was going to go into next. Uh, her boyfriend, Robert, who's also played by, uh, he's aging very gracefully, uh, oh. Mr. Robert Richard, uh, most well-known to me, at, to both of us, as Arnez on One on One. And he is her boyfriend. I'm maybe just longtime boyfriend because they seem like serious because they do yeah. live together. Okay, longtime yeah. boyfriend. Um, they have a, a huge riff in their relationship currently in this film. He shows up at her job, which is, gentlemen, if there are any men currently listening to this, if you have a problem uh, with the person you are dating, do not show up to their job and interrupt them with some mess. Wait till she gets home. If you come to my job and ask me why I'm not paying you attention, I'll show you how much attention you cannot get. I'm leaving you. <laughs> we, can, we can end that there. Anyway. Um, wow, that was so, our first uh, podcast make a moment. Fellas. It was. Uh, Fellas. First one of the season. Uh Anyway, uh, his character's name is Robert in the film as well. So Robert shows up to her, Dominique's job and is just complaining about her being a nighttime talk radio host. Their hours are not compatible. He works a nine to five during the day. He's an attorney. She has to work from like six to 11 at night. So when she's coming home, you know, he's asleep. When he's leaving for them in, in the morning to go to work, she's still, it just doesn't work out for them. So he's coming to argue about that. She also brings up the sex tape uh, yeah. with Robert on it, who we find out is also the stalker whose ass she beat in the hallway uh, yeah. later who, on in the film. Who calls up there. This is why yeah. I said Rocket stopped doing her job. Yeah, The stalker girl calls up to the station and on the air tells Dominique that I'm fucking your man. Mm-hmm. And you got herpes now. You got herpes. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's when wild. You, it's wild. <laughs> That's what I said. Ah! <laughs> I literally kept... I know my neighbors are like, what the fuck going on? Up here? <laughs> oh, no! Not the uh, herp. Not the herp. Yeah. Yep. So, now, in the face of this, I want to talk about niggas. In the face of this, mm-hmm. Robert c- continues to bring up stuff that I can't even. It's like it's not apples and oranges. It's apples and fucking giraffes. Like yeah, <laughs> like she's like none of okay, it is relatable. You this this is a sex tape. <laughs> this is, you are here doing this. And he says that's not me. It's clearly him. It's clearly and you. And then she says, and he says, oh well, it's old. Well, that's the bracelet I got you three weeks ago. <laughs> so how old is says, it, Robert? Well, you don't be coming home. So what's the truth? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the truth? <gasps> what? It was awful. Shout out to Robert Richard for mm-hmm. drilling the character in, drilling it down. It was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once again, another just person I would not like in real life. <laughs> At all. Also, shout out to... Uh, because we got to see him. But I, I always thought our nails was caked up. But now I know. So shout out to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> we do get to see the cakes. That was we yeah. like that. So ladies, now, if you want to see, you know, if you watch one-on-one, 
go ahead, check out Real Talk for a surprise. <laughs> that's that's the advice to the ladies. Yeah. Now, at this point in the movie, you're asking yourself, what more? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> so we get some other calls. We get uh now now the main thing here is that a girl calls and she is, you know, on the edge. She talking mm-hmm. about taking pills and stuff. She is in crisis. Yeah. And yeah. this happens on the air. Once again, Rocket not moderating the calls. calls. This happens on the air and they keep her up. They don't ever say, yeah. let's cut that. Uh, no, mm-hmm. not at all. No, no, no. They keep no, it on. Not, yeah. And they continually. And now Dominique is acting like she is an emergency damn responder. Instead She's of EMT. just handing this off to the authorities. Yeah. Trace now, the call. If y'all could have traced the call, because we found out at the end of the movie, they have the ability to trace the phone calls. Why didn't yeah. you do that when she first called in? So exactly. somebody could find her. Exactly. So now this is what's screwing in the background, because we like, ooh, did she call back yet? Did she call back yet? Is she okay? And guess who walks in? Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. Now, <laughs> I want to talk about Miss Loretta Devine. Mm-hmm. We know her as one of the black mothers of Hollywood. She always yes. somebody mama. I mm-hmm. I love that that was not the case. Because they could have took that way. She that's true. Because I mama. thought she was going to be Dom's mama. That's what I yeah. thought. That's the assumptions yeah. we all make when we see Loretta Devine mm-hmm. on screen with a younger black actress. Yeah, <laughs> Especially true. if that actress is dark-skinned. We, okay, mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Loretta Devine is an older, uh, more successful um, like media person who mm-hmm. mentors Dominique. And that was very nice because... Well, you really don't good. get to see, when you think about the Black Mothers of Hollywood, uh, Jennifer Lewis, uh, Loretta Devine, uh, yep. not Angela Bassett, because I feel like that's a, she f- tends to fall in a different category, typically. Yeah, yeah. But when I was, you, when Jennifer you Lewis about, and Loretta Devine are like the, 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 the two Black Mothers of Hollywood. That's what I would say. I'd say, I'd say. Yeah. Both of them, they get stuck playing somebody mama or somebody like in relationship in relationship to other characters, but we mm-hmm. don't ever see them get to play a successful lady, just like somebody who's just doing their own thing. And I think that's, that's a true. miss because Jennifer Lewis would be a fantastic, uh, like would play a fantastic, just older, single, rich auntie. I don't yeah. know why she doesn't get to play that. <laughs> <laughs> she would. She yeah. would. They typecast our good sis. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to see Miss Divine uh, in something. Yes. Fresh. It was a fresh role for her. Agreed. That also made me think about, do you think Ayanla has mentees? Who? Would that be? Ayanla, Ayanla, oh, I was going to say, Ayanla Van Zandt. No, who with the I know who Ayanla is. Okay, I was going to say, because you paused and I thought, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Because Um, who who would? You never know. Who? Like, no, when I say who, I mean like, men, like, what career track are they on? If they are an actual psychologist, what career track then... is Ayama on? <laughs> like I'm saying, but who would be seeking her mentorship? Would it be a young psychologist, like a young therapist? I doubt it. Would it be a young author? I doubt it. Would it be a reality show person? At that point, they're just she's just their spiritual guide, like how. <laughs> Like T.D. Jakes be every president's You know who guy. I can see would be Ayala's mentee? Who? Yandy. That's... <laughs> you see it. I want to continue. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she comes and gives us a nice speech on um, like depression and suicide awareness. And randomly, the camera lens changes in the middle of her speech. I don't know if you mm. noticed that. <laughs> I don't think I picked up on that, no. Like it went from, it looked, the whole movie kind of looks like the camera. You know where where the camera sits on the Breakfast Club videos? Yes. <laughs> I think that was done purposely. purposely yeah, though. It, yeah, yeah, and they nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> but randomly, uh, <laughs> like, it switches to like this. I don't actually know the lenses, but it like there's a type of lens that makes things look a little bit dreamier. I, like, it just switches mm. to that <laughs> while Loretta Devine's talking. It's the only time they use that lens in the movie. Well... It makes sense to use it on Miss Divine if you're going to do it. I guess. <laughs> it was yeah. just so sudden. <laughs> um, this is actually not Miss Divine's first time working with this uh, filmmaker. Uh, this yeah. filmmaker is actually the guy behind This Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was that. Yeah, news to the both of us. Because as many times as we've seen that movie, I just never bothered to, I don't know, like, Outside of like knowing Will Packer was a producer of the film, I never looked into the other credits out of the actors. So yeah, uh, Preston, I've been a fan of yours for over a decade. I just didn't know it. Yeah, big fan. So yeah, that is that is that. Now another thing, another person I want to shout out is Macy Gray. I'm a big Macy yep. Gray fan, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she. I don't know. I don't know what that is, or what her agent like said but if you got an alcoholic role yeah, yeah she <laughs> she gonna do it then, she's then there she's it's on lock like <laughs> she's there what is that i feel like you know what i feel like and this is just purely speculation hmm. i feel like macy gray shows up to like the auditions or like you know to to do the tape uh for these roles i feel like she shows up like yeah. looking raggedy. Like I feel like she's probably like she does give me character. like method actor. Yeah, yeah. like that's what, like I feel like that's what she. And for sure. Like, oh no, I saw Macy Gray at the. You know, I saw her uh, at so and so building for an audition. She looked bad. She wasn't looking no. too good. Yeah, she's, she was looking kind of run down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's trying to get a part. I'm she here for run. the. Uh, <laughs> can I? Uh... <laughs> she just nails it and. It's funny. It's fresh. It's I, it's I love Missy Gray. There's no, she can't do any wrong for me. While we're here, I want to bring up another favorite caller of mine. Uh, the EMT pimp who called in. What the fuck uh, was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, his pimp name was King of Diamonds, but he was currently on, on working on duty as an EMT waiting for an emergency. Uh, as EMTs do, and he is calling in, talking about how he's pimping these girls. Um, but the point of his call was around the legalization of prostitution, um, which Dominique has some very bad opinions on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, it's two things. Now, this is what I want to round out why I don't like Dominique today. The character as a person. Yeah. One... I don't like that she pick and choose when to be all like get on some type of moral high horse. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Hate mm-hmm. it. We see her in the front of the movie, like praying, and I'm like, oh, okay, she's a nice girl. So like she's a nice Christian girl. So yeah. maybe that's what it's about. But no, she's very clearly like pro 
uh, fornication and like sex, <laughs> yeah. but not unless not in any other way than the way she does it. Like everybody mm-hmm. else's sex is wrong. Yeah. Um, so she's anti-sex worker, like anti-sex yeah. work. And that's why I don't like her. I would not, li- if I, if somebody, if, if she, if we had a mutual friend yeah, and they brought Dominique to a dinner party, I'd leave. I'd leave early. Yeah. I'm fucking up the vibe. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> be around, uh, Miss Dominique. I, sorry, girl. I'm gonna have to catch up with you another time when, you you yeah. you and your little friend have your little time because I can't. That's that's who Dominique is. She's somebody's little friend, and I just I can't her personally. Yeah. yeah, that's done. I'm done um, with my Dominique rant. This is real talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, voice of the struggle. What was it? Girl, I couldn't remember her. her, uh, her voice of the struggle. Line. Something for the young people. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, on that note. Let me just shout out my favorite uh, TV characters who were radio personalities on their shows. Oh, yes. Um, my favorite of all time was on Sister Sister when Tamara, on the college years, when Tamara hosted the <laughs> the radio show at uh, University of Michigan and she was Lady T. Okay. <laughs> she thought about that. <laughs> he was so good at that. Uh, number two, uh, Freddie on a different world when she hosted the radio show for him in college, and uh, when her original show got no fans, she switched to a, a Jamaican persona, and her thing was "Caller, you're on the air." She was the inspo <laughs> for the cold open, <laughs> and the third, uh, but certainly not the least, uh, is when Raven took Niecy Nash's spot as the uh, psychic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And just to get a date with that jazz boy, and he had already had a girlfriend. But Raven was yeah. great in that, per usual. So I just wanted to shout out those three uh, actresses, ladies. Uh, so that was uh, Tamara Mori, uh, Cree Summers, and Miss Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. 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 You don't. We don't get a shout out for old Marty Mar. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I like. <laughs> we don't get a no. shout out because he was he was an actual radio host. These girls. <laughs> Okay. Just stumbled okay. into the profession and we're good at okay. it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, after she whooped that ass, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, we forgetting our real favorite movie radio host is um, the lady from Beauty Shop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hot Lana. Come on and call in. What was her name? Um, I completely forgot. Shoot, I completely forgot her name. You so right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get it by the end, by the end of this. I'm, I'm I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have it by the end of the episode. Don't worry about it. Yes. Don't even worry about it. I got y'all. After she whooped that ass in the <laughs> hallway and she tells Robert off, and they save the girl in crisis. And Robert tells her she ain't got herpes. Mm-hmm. And even though she should still get tested, she really don't know. I'm trying to figure out everything that happened. After all of that, everybody on the radio helps out, helps to figure out what a girl is. London Brown is yeah. in this movie. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls in about civil rights things and uh, how MLK is his guiding light. Yeah, and um, I couldn't understand what her position was. Like, yeah, she. I- she does at the end of the movie recognize how much of a hypocrite she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pleasant for me to see. Yeah. Wild ride, whole lot of stuff happens. Very wild. I honestly I had a good time watching it. 
This was a good watch. I, I think yeah. we, we opened up the season with a really good watch. I, I don't have yeah. any gripes with this movie. I, like no. I said at the top, I had a good time watching. It 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 took us on a journey, and it was yeah. wild. It was a wild-ass night, and I, yeah. I stayed up. And that would be the only time I would listen to Real Talk um, yep. is through this movie. I would not have stayed through this whole saga. If I was and I got my girl. Uh hey y'all, this is DJ Helen coming yes. in. Hot Lana, can you hear me? That was her <laughs> beauty shop. <laughs> yes. Going down to my girl Gina's barbershop. She got my kitchen just right. That was her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sydney. Now, now that we got that, I gotta ask you a question now for the first time, season three. I gotta ask Ooh. you who came to act? This is always exciting, and it's even more exciting to give out the very first nomination of this season. For all of the loyal listeners, you know I give, I nominate every single week a Who Came to Act nominee, somebody who I think left it all on the screen. Um, For any new listeners, at the end of this season, I tally all of those Who Came to Act nominations together, and there can only be one, and I mean only one winner at the end. We did like 40 something movies last season. Mm-hmm. Only one winner. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for the very first nomination of the season, I'd like to nominate Miss Jasmine Carmichael, uh mm-hmm. Dominique West. Yep. Because she's not in the studio with us today, I I'm accept that on her behalf. You know, she mm-hmm. acted down. She th- I don't know what the casting call said. But yeah. if it truly said we need somebody with a great voice, somebody who can monologue their ass off, do mm-hmm. stunts. Yep. <laughs> Open to stunts. You know? yeah. yeah. And yeah. like have more like just embody just attitude walking, just a walking mm-hmm. attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of those requirements, it's hard to find them all. And I, I think uh, the casting department here. Uh, did find exactly what they needed. Very much. I agree. I'll give her flowers. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Uh Miss Jasmine, yeah. this we we applaud you here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I and what's the what's the name of the filmmaker again? Whitmore was his first name? Yeah. Uh Preston A. Whitmore the second, uh writer director of Real Talk. Yeah. So I'm glad shout to be seeing something Preston. from you, player. Yeah, like like I said before, I I've been a fan of yours since this Christmas. I just didn't know I was a fan of yours until yeah. <laughs> this movie. So, um, yeah, I I like some of his earlier work, those prison movies uh, with Clifton Powell. Oh, you did. Uh, we did talk about that off the air. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, longtime fan. It's nice to mm-hmm. watch your work. Uh, keep them coming. All right, let's we excited. Yeah. Well, let's get on up out of here. All right, y'all. See you next week. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at the